are listening to the podcast Advertising Playbook, your resource to better understand and execute successful podcast ad campaigns. Hello and welcome to the podcast Advertising Playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood, and today I have a special guest on the show. As you know, at True Native Media, I tend to be the voice and speak, but we have been growing our team so much over the last couple of years. And so I wanted to bring one of our team members on the show today to talk specifically from her perspective about some of the different things that she sees happening in the industry around content alignment and how it can impact advertising results. So welcome to the show, Amy Fulbrook. Hi, Heather. It's great to be here. So Amy, now you are an account executive with us at True Native Media, and you've been with the company for almost two years, about one and three quarters years now. And tell us just a little bit about what your role is at the organization. Yeah. So with True Native, one of my my main priorities and main roles is, is really finding good partnerships for brands and for podcast hosts alike. You know, that that partnership, that connection is, is really important. So that's one of my main focuses. And, and I'm really excited to talk about content alignment because it is a huge question that I get constantly. And so this is this is something that that I'm hoping we're we're able to bring some clarity to, some new ideas around and how to utilize it and some best practices. Excellent. Yeah. I know when you brought it up, it was something that I, I mean, I hadn't really thought about talking about on the show before, because oftentimes, you know, I think that there are are some things that go under the radar, right? You're like, oh yeah, everybody's got that. I don't really need to talk about it. But when you, you said, let's talk about content alignment and how that impacts advertising. I was like, why have I not thought to, you know, discuss this before? So I'm excited to dive in. So why don't we start by just defining what content alignment means? So if I were to say, hey, Amy, what is content alignment? What does that mean to you? That's a great place to start. Let's break it down from from the beginning. So content alignment um, is really just refers to the, the process or um, being able to utilize specific themes or subject matter of a show, of a podcast, um, really as a target identifier. So, you know, this can be really helpful, say, if you're Pampers and you're looking to, to reach new moms, working with different parenting or motherhood, very female-focused shows are an easy way to utilize content alignment in terms of targeting. But one of the other kind of key missed aspects that I, I find so valuable um, is using content alignment to identify an alignment of interests within the content, the subject matter, and and the audience that are listening. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to think about why are they interested in this type of content? Are they life learners? Uh, you know, again, are they mothers? Are they new mothers? So, so there's a, a lot that can be used by understanding and and really massaging your content alignment. But you know, overall, it is content alignment in itself is the the idea of understanding the themes and the subjects of of a show as a target identifier. Great, great. One of the things that I heard you say was that 
it's important to take the content of a podcast and as an advertiser, find shows that are going to align with that content. And it can be from kind of what I refer to as a matchy matchy perspective, right? So it can be Pampers saying, yeah, of course I want to advertise on mom shows, but content alignment can go beyond that to really mean audience targeting as well. I, I like to think about the buyer of a product as being a very holistic person, right? They're a person who is, you know, they've got a job, they've got most likely a car, they've got most likely a house that they live in. Maybe they have children, maybe they have pets, maybe they like to exercise, maybe they like to go to the movies, right? They have families, friends, relatives. So they're, they're like each of us, we are this combination of many, many things. And so as a business, you're going to have that target uh, persona of who you know is going to purchase your products. And so it can be as, as simple as saying, we're Pampers, we're going to advertise on a mom show, but it could also be you know, something along the lines of saying, hey, we know that our moms really love hiking. Like we know there's a huge hiking moms group that is out there. And so we're going to advertise on a hiking show because we think that that's where we can reach those women, right? So there are definitely areas that you can target your audience where there's a content alignment and really that can be almost audience alignment. So I guess I'm curious, do you think that there's a difference between content alignment and audience alignment or are they kind of one and the same? No, I, I consider those completely different, you know, a, again, because content can be so interest oriented and audience can really span across multiple different, different verticals. Like you said, you know, mothers and hiking or, you know, another way to look at it, what are the age of new mothers typically and, and looking at high female skewing within that age range. And so, so yeah, I think, you know, audience targeting and, and content targeting are, are completely separate. But I, I, you know, one of the things that I see so often is brands focusing on specific types or specific verticals of content. They have their audience metrics, great, but they, they look and they see great. I, I'm, I'm just going to to advertise on motherhood shows and and they lose sight of the bigger picture, which is exactly what you're talking about in, in being able to find those new audiences in maybe different untapped types of, of shows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great, great. So I'm curious, do you feel like content alignment and being mindful of that can have a significant impact on the results of a campaign? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think, you know, the way that, that I consider kind of testing in this, this podcast space is opening yourself up to, to being able to test across different verticals. One really important thing is as you're monitoring those results is, is finding which verticals are working well for you that you're seeing high performance in and then doubling down within those. And so I think that's, that's a, a, a key element in, in terms of performance-based analytics, I guess. So yeah, I mean, there's, I, I would say that there's there's definitely a few other elements, but I think that would probably be, be my my top. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you think about the results, and especially when you think about maybe trying new forms of content as an advertiser that you haven't tried before, would your recommendation be that an advertiser identify potential content verticals or maybe genres um, and say, I'm going to test this and see how this particular 
type of content converts. And then once they see if, if it does or doesn't convert, they make a decision which way to go. What's the best way to approach it? I think with an open mind, if you're working with say true native media, I would definitely lean into our expertise, our understanding of the different shows and of the hosts. And because that's really, that's the most important part. And it can feel overwhelming. Um, even if it's something you're, you're managing on your own, it can feel sometimes overwhelming to, to get to know different, um, different shows and different, different hosts and different content types. And so I, I think it's important to keep an open mind and to be okay with or, or or set yourself up to expect that not everything is going to perform exactly how you expected it to. One of my favorite examples, and I, I talk about this all the time because it's it's just it's just so classic. Um, I was working with a brand that sells a a tool that you can use with essential oils. And you know, we have a show specifically that is all about essential oils, the essential oil revolution. And so, you know, they're looking at at that show and in that category and saying, this is perfect. It's an, it's a natural alignment. Um, and when we looked at the results of that campaign, it, it so things surprised us all because it, it didn't actually perform because in, in that case there was an oversaturation and, and that's really important to consider as well. You know, how much of your audience interest is available for you to tap into? Um, are there, is this, although maybe the the content um, itself may be a perfect alignment, does it have an oversaturation in your market? Um, and and really, are you are you willing and are you are you able to? Do you, does your budget allow for you to compete at that level? Um, mm-hmm. So those are are a few other things that that again, you know, it's it's easy to to just decide a vertical is is right for you and just plow forward. But unless you're you're you you come with an open mind. Some of these elements can be missed, uh, you know, when you're looking at the results. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think you know one of the things that you you kind of said in there that I wanted to to touch on is the way that people consume different types of podcast content. I also think that that is really important. And it's something I don't think we talk about really at all. I think that we kind of almost act like all podcasts are created equal. But, you know, if you were just to look at, you know, an array of different shows, you might have like the super long form content, right? Like where you've got those people who do like three and four hour interviews. And then maybe you have, uh, you know, just kind of short solo shows. You have advice shows. You have like daily shows or news shows. You have like the ones where they're just really quick, like little bits of information. Um, Then you have series, right? Where it's like, hey, we're going to create 10 episodes. And then when we're done, we're done. Um, You know, that doesn't mean that people are going to stop listening, that show could continue to get lots of impressions and be a very viable advertising vehicle. But the way that the listeners are consuming that content is all very different. And I would think that it would make sense that we're going to get different advertising results from different types of content. Do you like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree that they could all produce different results? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you're, when you're identifying your, um, your frequency, your cadence for for any given campaign, understanding the the form of the show, the type of show, um, and the the delivery and publication of it is is vital because each different type allow for different um, 
different frequency, um, mm-hmm. in, in listenership or, um, uh, you know, even, even certain capping on how often people might hear an ad. So, you know, if, if a show is, is something that publishes daily, you know, I, I would suggest very highly suggest that you monitor how often your ad is delivered. Again, you kind of really need to be mindful of oversaturation. It's, it's never easy to find that sweet spot, but, um, you know, I think across marketing seven, seven points of, of contact is kind of where you're supposed to aim. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's a daily show, you get that within a week and, and is the listener at a buying stage that quickly? Maybe not. So, so yeah, understanding definitely the publishing frequency, the style of show, whether it's episodic or serial, is this something that it's going to be very bingeable? If so, yeah, you, you know, maybe that is something that you want to capitalize on, on that extra frequency. And so if you have a timely campaign, um, you know, working with a show like that would be very, very valuable. Again, is it even is it evergreen content, or is it is it something that's um, that's kind of more like newsworthy, um, mm-hmm. more trend based? You know, with with evergreen, you're gonna you can imagine that your audience is is going to be new and ongoing. Um, you know, as they're interested in in that in that type of content. You know, but you also have even event based content. So maybe a good example like a wedding a wedding podcast or a wedding planning podcast where if, if different that, seasons if, of life right exactly and so so that's something that you know if it, if it works for you i would suggest stick with it forever because it's you know it, it is unlikely that someone is going to come back and listen to that show again mm-hmm. um and so you're getting just kind of a refresh of new audience whereas if it's something easier or more understandably subscribed to um you know, your, your, again, your frequency when planning your campaign out should, should reflect that, um, you, you know, you, you don't want to be on every single episode or maybe you do, but, but again, these are all things to take into, into consideration at the beginning and at the end, when, mm-hmm. when you're looking at the performance, you know, if it is something that's a very, uh, uh, a bingeable show. It's a limited series. You may see a big chunk of listenership happen or a big chunk of, of your results happen when that mean listenership happens. And so you, that may be one week over, over another week. And, and those results may be confusing until you take into account, uh, you know, maybe the, the, the publishing frequency and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking like, you know, with a bingeable show, for instance. So let's say we've got maybe a true crime show, right? That is going to create 10 episodes around this one case. And maybe it's like one of those open and closed cases. And so they created the 10 episodes. Everything is said and done. It's not like there's more content that can be created because they already created it. Um, And let's say this show gets about 100,000 impressions a month. Realistically, those 100,000 people who are listening are most likely brand new listeners every month, right? Because Mm -hmm. those first 100,000 listens that happened in the first month, those same people aren't going to go back and listen to that true crime show again. They've already listened to it, right? So that audience has probably a super high churn rate. Whereas if you take a show like The Daily or any sort of like a news show, if it's part of your morning routine and you listen to that show every day, chances are you're going to be hitting that same person over and over and over again because that's part of their daily routine. So I think that it is really important when you're planning your campaigns to consider the type 
of content that you're advertising on and how those audiences are approaching the content and then what kind of churn the audience has. And I do think that Apple, Apple tells you, I believe how many subscribers you have, but I don't think that there's any platform out there that measures how many brand new listeners you had to the show. So it's not, I don't feel like it's super easy necessarily from a technology perspective to say like, oh yeah, this show has new listeners every month. But if you've got a new listener every month to the show, that means you probably need a really high frequency every month so that you're getting enough impressions in front of that person where a show where the audience is more stable Maybe you don't need as high a frequency because again, like you mentioned, after you get to that seven time impression point, then are you seeing diminishing returns? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and that's a, a really great point and kind of piggybacking off of it, you know, you also take into consideration the relationship that the audience has with the host. Is it someone that they've had time to connect with? And are they returning to the show because of because of the host? And we could dive deep down that rabbit hole, but, but it is something again, just to keep in mind and, and mm -hmm. uh, in the way that you want the host to deliver your product, um, mm -hmm. or endorse your product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So the last question I have for you, we talk a lot about brand safety increasingly. Do you think that, that kind of content alignment and brand safety, are, are kind of one in the same? How do you see them as maybe being the same and or different? Uh, you know, <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day, and I think an easy way, or I guess an easy misconception is that they are one in the same. You can assume maybe a true crime podcast is, is going to have, you know, questionable subject matter. But the reality is, is that it, it, it really is show and host dependent. There are mm -hmm. each show kind of sets its own rules of etiquette. There are, are, are plenty of true crime shows that, that deliver stories with a lot of dignity and a lot of care, while there are others that truly couldn't give a flying beep. And, and so understanding each individual show as, as, as an individual is really important as well. And not, not just looking at it within a content category, um, because they are also different. Right, right. That's a really good point. I mean, yeah, I remember we used to work with a marriage show and kind of on the surface when I looked at it, I was like, oh, this show is pretty benign. They're just talking about being married. And then like I listened to it and I was like, holy cow, no, they're, they're taking this down a different path than I would have imagined, you know? And it was just, it was a little racier, a little more explicit than I expected where you could have another marriage show that is very tame, right? So it just, and, and sometimes the cover art and the title of the show lead you to believe one thing and then you listen and it's a different thing. So I do, I do think that brand safety and content alignment, while they are linked in some ways, are probably, probably a bit different, but yeah, it's, and I think to your point, sometimes Sometimes what you think you're getting isn't necessarily what you're getting. So you do have to pay close attention and consider that. So just kind of in summary, what we really, I think, um, have been talking about today 
are that if you're an advertiser, you really should be open to new content, you know, examining new content and looking at how that content can help create better results is really important. Um, the other thing is be open to both experimenting, but also tracking the results and testing into it to see really where you're getting traction. And then I think lastly, the, the big point is that every type of content is going to have a different type of listener. So it's important when you do get into a new content arena that you understand really the listening patterns more than anything else of that audience. So you can make sure that you're aligning your, your advertising uh, strategies with that kind of listening pattern. Um, anything else you would add, Amy? No, I think that's spot on. My biggest encouragement is always keep an open mind. Keep an open mind and, and keep very strict reporting. Mm -hmm. um, both both are kind of equally important. And, and with those paired, I think you can create a very, a very uh, easy roadmap um, for successful advertising within the podcast industry. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Amy. If people would like to connect with you, where can they find you? Oh, I'm pretty sure I'm linked on our True Native Media website, but I'm also on LinkedIn, or you're welcome to email me directly at amy at truenativemedia.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that it has been helpful. And if you're interested in learning more about podcast advertising, you can head on over to our website and download our guide on podcast advertising. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Podcast to Advertising Playbook, your source to a better understanding of the podcast to advertising industry. 